Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Well, what up, High Flyers? This is uh, your boy, uh, High Five Tom, coming at you from Milwaukee, um, which is Algonquin for Land of the Good Earth. And I've got my good friend uh, Will here on uh, the other side of the country here. Um, I'm not sure what New Hampshire is Algonquin for, but uh, Will, how are you doing tonight? Well, Tom, I, I can't tell you if it's better than Old Hampshire, but it's true. It's definitely a place. It's in the 70s. I don't like it. Yeah, I definitely went from yeah, I went from 45 to 85 here pretty quick. So, so well, uh, Will and I were talking in, in pre-production, and uh, as you guys can probably tell by the quality of this recording, uh, both of us kind of feel like a stack of dicks right now. Uh, we both have some kind of <clears throat> vocal ailments, On the so we're going to do the best we can. Hundred careers taking off. Nice. Yeah, I mean that. Gotta get that base. So I'm uh you know, oh, I free. this would yeah, I mean a cold on top of uh, me screwing my balls off on Sunday night, but uh we're gonna make two high flyers. We're we're here for you guys, so and um first of all, I just wanna address the elephant in the room. Um one of our own, I will not mention by name, but uh people in the Discord and fans of the Shining Wizards know who we're talking about. We had a very good friend of ours. Uh, that was uh, is a very awesome wrestling journalist, uh, and she was bullied off Twitter because fucking people suck balls, and I'm really fucking irritated about this. And no, uh, still for, out there who do suck balls, you do you. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean if that's your thing, but uh, don't be a fucking troll. Get out of your fucking mom's basement and get a fucking life. And was it was it touch grass? Is that what we're saying now? People gotta get outside and touch some grass. <laughs> but uh you know and facebook did not like my comment that i was gonna start burning trolls houses down but so i thought i'd just say it here so it sounds um, a little aggressive uh, uh, man. Facebook, facebook also yelled at me once because i commented on a friend a friend shared a recipe thing and it had a block of cream cheese in it and i said goddamn white people and their cream cheese and Facebook yelled at me. It's like, this might be hateful language. It's like, I'll give a fuck. I'll say it again. Yeah. I mean, you weren't wrong, so. I don't know. Seriously, people. Bad as always. Uh, uh, wait, do you hate cream cheese, too? No, I'm down with cream cheese now. I did when I was younger, because I had no palate when I was younger. Okay. I mean, I know you, I mean, you've got the, the lactose issues, but. Tom's a humongous fan of cream cheese, so. Listen, I, um, I wish it was lactose issues. I actually have an issue with the, the whey protein. Okay. So even, because I did the lactose-free first, because I was told that even though they couldn't diagnose anything, because I was starting to have, like, Crohn's and celiac symptoms, and I'm like, well, I'm not eating stuff that normally sets me off. <coughs> What's going on? The doctor's like, well, we can't test you for anything positively, but you will probably develop other food-based allergens later. Oh, the elbow. That wasn't so yeah. funny, was it, Tom? No, no. Crazy I don't know. Funny bone. I don't know why those fucking Latins named it the goddamn humorous bone, because that shit ain't fucking funny, but... So, yeah, I did lactose free for a while, and then I started having the same reaction, so it's it's the actual protein 
that yeah. makes the milk. So it's cow's milk, sheep's milk, goat's milk. It's in all of it. Yeah. I mean, you could I, eat olives, but... I could eat olives, but I try to stay as dairy-free as possible. I do have a thing with me and our hubs. Fair enough. But, uh, but yeah, but I mean, it's just... Uh, you know, this is our this is our platform, and and people don't bully ladies on Twitter just because they're wrestling journalists. They're not there for you to make your fucking shit ass fucking comments. So, quit being shitty human beings. You know, this is not awesome. So, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, most people tell space babies, dudes, dudes, yeah, get a life. Yeah, so. Um, but on some good news, uh, Will and I have discovered that um, our honor club works now. All we have to do is bitch about it for one week on this platform and Tony yeah. Khan answer our prayers. Yeah, and uh, those, those tweets directly to Tony Khan, I slid into his DMs, and uh, yeah, we got her done. So we are kind of back up to running. Um, we are still going to keep the TV show. Um, we did kind of miss the Rising Above um, event in Dayton. Um, I did watch it, and obviously <coughs> Will didn't have time to, so we'll kind of go over that. Uh, but normally here we would have been doing Border Wars because it aired on, uh, you know, May 12th, but we'll be doing that next week. Uh, but hopefully we're back to, you know, regular scheduled programming, not coming with. Sorry, next week's TV was just a recap of Border Wars anyway. Yeah, so hopefully we don't get any spoilers. But um, And also some positivity, I just want to shout out, um, a bunch of our high fivers. Uh, I just want to shout out my good uh, my good friend Graham of uh, the Good Cop Bad Cop. Thanks for all the support, Graham. Uh, the Brain Buster Boys, Brett and Beaumont, and uh, my good friend Azar. And then I also want to shout out my good friend Travis from the Wrestle Special. Um, and uh, we got shout out our good friends on Booking the Territory, Rob and the guys, our uh, big high fivers, and then our Discord posse. Um. You know, we've kind of divided our community a little bit with the olive hate here, but, you know, but I also want to shout out our, our good friend, David Henry Bauer III. Uh, we got Mike Peterson. We got Eric Freed and um, Mr. Scott Drinksmore. He's very so, pro olive. You know, so, but, uh, yeah, appreciate all the support, guys. I know you guys uh, were, <coughs> were listening, and we appreciate you guys. So I appreciate all the laughs in the Discord, so. If you want to know more about what we're talking about, check out the Shining Wizards Discord. So, yeah, other than that, Will, I'll quit ranting. I know we both have limited uh, voices to spare. Um, so, so, yeah, I was going to float right into TV if I can get my notes up and running here. But, before we got to that part, I think I was a quick recap of Kyle O'Reilly getting the piss beat out of the Mike Kevin team last week. Yep. This you get all the I highlights, you get the, the racket, you get the spit, you get Davey Richards he, saying, bring the hunt to you. Fat boy. Fat boy. Yeah, Davey Richards sure does like fat shame people. There, but, there's uh, a lot of fat shaming in his promos. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, Which, this is... As a fat person, I don't know if I can really get behind that, but... Yeah, you know, so, I mean, we're definitely right and rooting for Kevin Steen here. But, uh, yeah, this is episode 34 of Ring of Honor TV. You know, Ooh. this is our 20th episode, Will, so we're 20 episodes in. Holy shit. Yeah. And it's the original air date of May 12th, 2012. And I kind of remember what I was doing on this date, but 
that's probably the thing that pops me the most when I boot up the TV. It's like, wow, 10 years ago today, let's go. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but yeah, basically, Kevin Steen brutalized the living shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know, David Richards' little uh, underling. But uh, something Will and I have been complaining about, though, right off the bat, we get a brand new tag team. We, do, we, we get the, the D-line. Body Snatcher and Black Ice. <clears throat> Fucking love the names, man. Um, yeah, I guess they're pretty big dub, uh, pretty big uh, throughout Maryland um, and Virginia. Uh, also, uh, former ECWA champions. Um, local guys. Yeah, they had a group. Uh, yeah, and they had a posse, you know, and they look good. And uh, Ring of Honor has a show just kind of put over their uh, the Reclaim Foundation where they kind of help underprivileged kids kind of you know, help them give the self-confidence and direction to, you know, not make bad decisions. So, um, it ties back to their big advertising thing, you know, you're talk to your high school, your civic center, your yeah. college and university, bring Ring of Honor to you. So, and they weren't kidding here. So, and, uh, yeah, these guys could move, you know, I guess they're still semi-active. Um, but yeah, but they are facing, um, <sighs> wrestling's greatest tag team. We see them again. Okay. Um, but hey, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan, but you know, we won't <laughs> we won't beat a dead horse. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you knew, but yeah, all the kids that were in red in the crowd were part of that foundation. Um, that's what I'm saying. They they had the crew. They had, they they said everybody in those red t-shirts are yeah are all the cahoots. And they're allowed. And uh, and D line man, I mean, they put up a good fight. You know, they only had four years' experience walking into this match. And, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. I mean, the guys are just fucking next level fucking athletes. That's the bottom line. They're really good. You know, Black Ice was trapped in the ring for a long time. Big man body snatcher did get the hot tag at one point. But, yeah. At the end of the day, you're in the ring with wrestling's race tag team. Yeah. And, uh, Man, that nasty house of pain submission, man. Oof. You know, Body Snatcher wasn't a small dude. No. Um, you know, so, yeah, I just thought it was really kind of cool that Ring of Honor gave these guys some uh, some exposure. So, <clears throat> but, yeah, something different. You know, I mean, we've been complaining the same thing over and over. Um, you know, there was something good and putting some guys over. But our next match also uh, was something new. You know, it's the it long-awaited. Was, was uh... a. Was the Mike Bennett bit after this match or before this match? It was after. After. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Um, All new. Mike, Mike Bennett doing Mike Bennett things. But uh, we get a trios match uh, from the promotion of Jakara. And we get Los Ice Creams versus Ophidian. Oh, and Ophidian. Um, Ophidian. And I couldn't find. Ophidian was with the ice creams. <coughs> Los ice creams. Los ice creams against the colony. Versus the, the infamous colony, the, the goats of Chikara. You know, goats of sold, right? Soldier ant, fire ant, and green ant. And uh, I don't know what you will. Commentary. Yeah. Ultimatus Black on the commentary. And uh, I do love these Lucha Libre matches. Um 
Will, you want to kind of fill everyone in on the, on the Lucha Libre rules? Yeah, this was a this was really a Chikara showcase. So it's Chikara's wrestlers, Chikara's referee, Royce Reinsberg. So it's basically you can tag in and out, but if somebody on your team leaves the ring, next guy's in right away. The action yeah. doesn't stop. No, just standing around on the apron going, come on, bud, get in the ring. Yeah, get the tag. No, and at this time, I mean, this was this was would have been a big deal at the time. I mean, the colony was very prominent part of Chikara. Ophidian was a very big part of Chikara. Yeah, it was. Um, and now we don't talk about Ophidian. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, a little bit the match wasn't nearly as long as I would have liked it to be. Um, but you know. It didn't do a whole lot for me. If like I get that you don't want to like squash a Ring of Honor tag team, but at the same time, it felt a little weird that like because if you're just watching Ring of Honor every week, this really didn't have any kind of like implications. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I mean, um. I don't remember. So, had you seen that Ant Hill like finisher before? I haven't. I thought it was pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, basically, to make a long story short, I'm going to butcher the description, Liz, because I am not Kevin Kelly. Uh, but two of the ants really grab the opponent, kind of making a table between the two of them. Uh, and then the third one kind of jumps up on their uh, on their legs and their shoulders, kind of cheerleader style. They throw them up in the air and they slam the dude on the ground. Um, a splash. Yeah. It's pretty cool because it, I mean, it'd be fun to go back and look at some Chikara because it's so trios based so everybody's got trios based finishing maneuvers. yeah so a lot of fun so I mean I, I, I know we keep talking about but I do have to dig into some Chikara so um, but next we have ironically enough uh, we've got Ricky Reyes versus Jay Lethal and I say ironically enough because I actually just saw Ricky Reyes wrestle about a week and a half ago uh, against one of my local favorites, Vic Capri, for all heel wrestling. Um, and actually, one of the better local acts I've seen in a while. Um, but Ricky Ray, I mean, he is uh, on again, off again, Ring of Honor legend. He's been in and out. Um, I haven't seen him since last time he was on Ring of Honor. So, yeah. He, he wrestled Roger Strong last time. Yeah. That was the. That was the story, right? Is he was gonna he wanted to win this match to get closer to the to Roderick Strong for the TV title. Yep. But um, yeah, Ricky Reyes is uh, best known for uh, his was working Lucha Underground, whereas Cortez Castro, he was uh, an undercover cop trying to bring out Dar- Dario Cueto, one of my uh, my favorite storylines, even though he's teamed up with. Uh, a lollipop guy, but you know, we'll leave it at that though. So yeah, he's great. Yeah. Hard hit match. You know, I mean, the more and more I, I watch this stuff, I mean lethal. I don't I mean, obviously we have personal issues with lethal. Um, but man, I mean his entering work is is really starting to grow on me. I, I didn't notice this was the first time, but Got a, the new theme recently, so he's got the blue smock molly song. Yeah, 
same people that do the, the Steam Inference theme. I didn't notice that until I watched it the second time. Oh, really? I haven't, haven't noticed it before. Huh. Maybe we'll have to buy some uh, Blue Smock Nancy and or Nancy and uh, <clears throat> hmm. I actually did not know that, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, Jay Lethal, once again, hits the lethal injection for the win. You know, so thank you, Ricky Reyes. And then uh, Jay Lethal's going to come into play a little bit later. So um, then we get a quick uh, Davey Richards promo. And, well, I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but I really don't like this Ring of Honor World Title belt. It's too, too fancy for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really a belt guy, but what are your thoughts on, on this belt? I mean, at least it doesn't have the potential to Ring of Honor logo on it, right? Which, in fairness, it is just a mock-up, and I'm sure that's not going to be the, the final thing. It's probably just an idea. But, and right. I get that they're trying to look at, make it look kind of like the AEW logo. Well, it's like, ooh, whatever. You had to bring that up, didn't you, Will? So I felt like a good time, Tom. I don't know. Honestly, it's a Davy Richards promo, so I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. But he had fat comments about Rhino, too. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I don't know. Actually, for Davy Richards, I kind of like this. I mean, he's, he's like, really? It was definitely one of his better promos. He's like, truth, you're going to pay $70,000 to bring in Rhino? When you've got a world champ caliber guy right in your camp and Michael Elgin, um, you know, Michael Elgin's got what champs are made of, um, you know, and he, and he puts over Elgin huge. He's like, the match we had was fucking legendary. And he's like, I ain't putting so over right now. Yeah. So. Um, I did like yeah. when he kind of interplayed, like, he's doing, like, gore. I'm going to get your ankle, gore. I'm going to break your ankle. Yeah, so not bad for Davey Richards. So, um, but Will, this is what you were referencing earlier. It's your favorite time of the week. Inside Ring of Honor. Inside Ring of Honor, and uh, I guess next week we <coughs> we're gonna have an Eddie Edwards and Michael Bennett rematch. And um, Edwards takes some shots at Maria. Kind of, kind of creepy here. But says, "Yeah, Maria." Squeeze those lemons. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, so Maria's really a target because everyone's taking a shot at her, so it's like some other weird cre- creepy comments, but um, a lot of creepy comments about Maria. Yeah. Um, and then Bennett kind of fired back on uh, on Edwards, how you dare say that about Maria, blah, 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 and, you know, and Bennett being Bennett. So did you have any uh, fun comments about this one, Will? Nope. This is Part that pre pro, I told Tom not feeling great, so I did fall asleep during some of this. And then I had to watch it on fast forward a second time just to fill in the gaps. Because, like, all right, I remember this, I remember seeing this. So these people are here somewhere, these people are here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then just a real quick, we've got a, a Young Bucks versus All Night Express. Um, and then next week, they're gonna have the rubber match. Um, Fun, fun, fun. Um, but it's but, all right. All night express are great. Young Bucks are great. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. And um, 
we'll be talking a little bit more about All Night Express here in the not too distant future for uh, when we talk about Rising Above. But um, we go to our main event, and we've got uh, Rhino coming out. He's coming out with the rest of the House of Truth. Um, Truth against Martini Daniel, with like the, the safari hat and like pigtails. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to go into David or uh, Truth Martini's closet. Tom, I don't know yeah. if there's anything in that closet that would fit us. Well, we'll just cut it in half and you know combine things together. So, right, um, at least the hats. the hats. I mean, are... the, and the hats can fit. So, um, but I mean, this match, you know, it was a Davy Richards versus a bigger guy match. Um, to Rhino's credit, he's no spring chicken. You know, and it, it was definitely hard hitting. Um, nothing too groundbreaking, but um, Rhino probably looked better here than he did when he came back to the WWE for that stint. So, yeah, and man, um, not to be an asshole, but Rhino's quads are like the size of my fucking head. He's Jesus, a strong base on that boy. Yeah, Michigan strong, but uh, Davey got one of those upside the head when he went to duck for he went to duck one of the gores and he just. Popped him right in the head. Yeah, nailed him. And uh, this, yeah, this, this match was okay, but um, ironically enough, like you said, the ending of this match was actually really good. <laughs> Bless you. You know, like you said, Davey, I don't, I don't have a mute button. I'm like Kevin. I'm just team volume knob. So, yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, my costs are going to be on here too. So, um, you know, this is an authentic conversation. Will you know we ain't editing shit. Um, but I really, really yeah. like the. I really, really like the ending of this match, though. <clears throat> like you said, Davey goes through, uh, you know, he's going in for the roll-up, and fucking Rhino just fucking knees his fucking head off. Um, some kind of Takahaki knee. I don't know. Kevin Kelly's smarter than I am. Um, and then Rhino's going for the gore, and he goes for the gore. Um, kudos to Davey Richards, man. He leapfrogs him and rolled him up. Um, I watched that finish a couple times, man. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure a lot of people could have pulled that off. As the Mountain Goats famously said on their album, Beat the Champ, no one ever expects a sunset flip. Yeah. What's up, Smokes? It was a great counter. Got him to win. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, so, yeah, all in all, an okay episode. I mean. And then there was um, a post-match beatdown. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Surprise, surprise. Post-match beatdown. House of Truth. Truth starts beating up Davey Richards. Blah, blah, blah. Michael Elgin was not out there. Michael Elgin, and who was not else to come out to save Davey Richards is Kyle O'Reilly. But who did come out for the save? Jay Lethal. Son of a bitch probably won something. So. Um, In fairness, Kyle O'Reilly did get the piss beat out of him the week before. And yeah, Davey I mean, Richards didn't come down to the ring with him. Yeah. When he no. knew that it was already going to be a two-on-one setup. So maybe Davey Richards is, uh, you know, there's, there's all, we just had, we just had uh, Mother's Day, Tom, you know, some baby birds get treated really nice by their moms. Some baby birds are like, all right, I birthed you. That's it. Take care of yourself. Team ambition might be a take care of yourself kind of faction. I wouldn't say no. So, I mean, I feel like Black the Blackpool uh, Combat Club is probably going to shape up to be same kind of deal. They're going to be there, but they aren't going to be getting in your business. You know, if you can't get the job done, you can't get shit done. Yeah. So, 
Well, Will, I think this is a good time to take a break because uh, Zoom is about to kick us off. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we will reconvene in about uh, 120 seconds. All right, high-fivers. Um, don't fret. Your boys are back. Uh, we're back, refreshed, watered, and uh, good to go. And we're going to kind of review um, the episode. So, Will, Tom. this is the first episode of Ring of Honor TV you ever saw. What would have been your thoughts? I would have been confused about the Chikara match. I think that would have been my big takeaway. Only because they didn't really touch upon the recent Synergy show. Mm-hmm. So just kind of like, here's some Chikara guys. Like, okay, but why? Right. Yeah. It's, uh, uh... But I mean, other than that, I mean, you got the recap. It's showing you Kevin Steen, Kyle O'Reilly, that, that kind of story going in. I mean, you got Haas and Benjamin. They open the show. Familiar faces. Yeah. <clears throat> so if you're somebody scrolling by and you're just like, wait a minute, aren't those? I know those guys. Click, you click back. I've seen that. And then you got, you got Rhino in the main event. Again, another throwback, you know, especially if you're watching that midnight 1 a.m. time slot, you know, maybe you're like, oh, Rhino. I used to watch him at this time, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. So it was an okay episode. I, again, you know, it's one of those things where a couple weeks ago it was really good. <laughs> yeah. But this time, I mean, I think this time, though, at least they're not nose diving as quickly as they did last time. No, like, I didn't really stay awake through the whole thing. That's just my beef with Jay Lethal matches. I just can't stay awake for him. You know, the Ricky Reyes looked great. I think it was a great opponent, somebody fresh, but you know, somebody who can, like, Go. Go, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, I think this this might have piqued my curiosity for sure. Um, you know, not the best, but not the worst. Um, and like I said, I mean, that ending um, of the Davy Richards Rhino match really kind of. I mean, that, that was definitely the match of the episode. Yeah, I mean, something you don't see before, you know. And we got because <laughs> fresh faces, which we've been kind of complaining about before, so. And it's one of those things where we it's fresh faces. We do talk about how like their their formula for big men matches is kind of samey. But I mean Davy Richards isn't like a super small guy. He's not really that much smaller than Rhino is if you kind of break down right. the actual size of him. So and it wasn't like your typical just like throwing smaller guy around the ring, throwing him around the outside, like Rhino's a guy that can work. Davey Richards is a guy that can work. Yeah, and it was, um, like we talked about in the episode, too, kind of advancing that story. You know, if I hadn't seen that before, I'd be kind of intrigued. I'm like, well, why is Hall of the Truth paying this guy $70,000 to beat up this other guy? You know, so, and who's this Michael Elgin guy that they're referring to? And, you know, so, you know, we've got some hope. Um, and uh, so just high flyers, like normally – uh, Will and I would have done a nice in-depth review of the Rising Above event in Dayton from April 29th, but like we talked about earlier, we got fucked in the ass by uh, by Honor Club. So thank you. I could have would have liked to kiss first, but uh, I mean, I did in, watch it. In fairness to Honor Club, I probably wouldn't have been able to stay awake for a three-hour show. Right. Um, you know, but I do want to go over it. I did watch it. I did watch it at you know about two two speed. Um, so I'm not going to get the in-depth analysis, but I do want to 
Um, Because it did advance some storylines. And we did see some people here that we do enjoy. All right. All right. Hit me up with the deets, Tom. So our first match uh, was the All Night Express, uh, two of our personal favorites, uh, versus Chris Silvio and Muhammad Ali Vaez. Um, We've seen Chris Silvio before. Uh, I'm not sure who Muhammad is. I didn't actually get a chance to do any research. Um, (coughs) Great way to open the show, though. Great. All Night Express, you know, solid tag team. You know, they're going to get the crowd into it. Yeah. And, um, I mean, Chris Silvio, I mean, the guy is an OVW um, OG, um, heart and soul of that organization. So the match wasn't bad for all I remember. Dude dude puts um, in the work. He's trying. Yeah. You know, and once again, fresh faces like we've been bitching about. Uh, but the key with this is um, after the match, um, All Night Express gets on the mic. And they aren't fucking around anymore. They didn't quite say it quite like that, but pretty effing close. Um, Kenny King and Rhett are fired up. You know, they're not going to take this shit anymore, and they, they want their shot. Um, they want them boys. They want them titles. Um, awesome promo. I mean, you know, whatever heat I've got with Kenny King, which is dissipating week by week, I don't know why. Um, I apologize, Kenny King, and I had this shit chance to talk shit to your face. Of course, I didn't. And you were oh, nice. so you pulled a Tony. A Matt, yeah. So, well, no, Matt would talk. Shit. No, Matt, Matt would definitely bring up the shit he said in person. Yeah. That's why Bobby Lashley's still ducking him. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. he signed with the E again to just guarantee. Yeah, it's bastard. Um, but, dude, yeah, hot fire. Um, so I'm excited to see. And I have a feeling maybe we'll see them a little bit later. Um, Did. You know, I don't remember if I brought this up. I watched a video about, like, all the Tough Enough entrants. Did you know Kenny King was in one of the early seasons of Tough Enough? No. Yeah, he was in, like, the first or second season of it. Really? And he only made it, like, halfway through. Oh. Oh, no, he made it to the – he made it to the finals because it was a season they had two women win. So there was two men and two women. They gave contracts to both the women and not either of the men. But yeah, Maven. that would mean. I thought Maven won the first one. Yeah, it was. It wasn't the first one because Maven and Nadia won the first one. Okay. Um, yeah, I started tuning. I'll, I'll, I'll pull out. I'll pull up since I'm not. I have nothing to really contribute. I'll. I'll get the dates. All right. Well, next we've got. Carry on. Um, we've got our boy Michael Elgin. Well, not really our boy, but I mean the guy is stronger and shit. Uh, versus another newcomer um, who has been in and out a little bit, but Samson Walker. Um, remember Samson Walker at all? <clears throat> I was he to... in was he in the tag team thing? I think so. Um, big dude, um, super strong. Um, this is really just, I mean, um, unfortunately, so normally uh Will and I would have research on these guys, but you know, with the short notice. Uh but yeah, I'll have to look it up. But uh, yeah, Samson Walker looked good. You know, they put him over strong, but I mean Michael Elgin, I mean, him and Adam Cole are definitely vying for newcomers of the year for 2012. So yeah, so um, second season. Wow. He made the finals. So huh? that was like 2002. Really? So he was wrestling as Kenny Lane at the time. He was one of the four finalists of the season. The season was won by Jackie Gata and Linda Miles. Hmm. Linda Miles, for those of you who don't know, were also wrestled as uh, Shaniqua with the Basham brothers 
in the early 2000s. This was like the prime of my pro wrestling watching. Because hmm. I started watching in 2002. Interesting. Okay. So that's I remember yeah. all that stuff. That's, that's my bread and butter. Um, next, we've got our favorite. Uh, we've got Kevin Steen uh, versus BJ Whitmer. Uh, <coughs> Must have been a good match. Uh, close personal friend of the uh, Brain Buster Boys. But just kind of continuing their feud from uh, the day before when they had that quote-unquote impromptu street fight tag team match. Um, you know, and obviously just these two beat the living shit out of each other. Nothing too uh, surprising or more, but obviously Ken Steen, you know, going into Border Wars, gets the win. Um, but speaking of BJ Whitmer and Kevin Steen, the next match we've got um, is El Generico versus Kyle O'Reilly. That um, probably was a good match. Yeah, definitely a match you want to go back and watch. Um, a lot of fun. <coughs> Ended up in an L contest. Um, yeah, basically they kind of uh, battled to a time limit draw, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, El Generico is, I mean, dude slept on. I mean, I need to see this guy on my TV more. But I have a feeling we're going to see him more this fall. Just a shot in the dark. I was going to say, we must be getting close to... Not to break kayfabe, but I don't remember exactly when he signed a deal. Wink, wink. I think about two years yet. No two years? Yeah. They signed uh, 13, four, or 14, 15, I think. Uh, so we, have, we haven't got the good shit yet. We haven't gotten, like, the, the <laughs> was it a ladder war? Yeah. I know this is an audio podcast, but this is Tom wringing his hands because he's excited about that match. But um, next week, <coughs> we've got two of our favorites. The Bravado Brothers. No, unfortunately not the Bravado Shit. Brothers. Um, but I have a feeling the Bravado Brothers are going to get a run. Um, they beat the Young Bucks the other day. We haven't seen them since. And they were actually mentioned very often in this uh, in this pay-per-view. Um, Where so are they at? You know, so maybe this is tape before they came back from Japan. Who knows? Uh, um, but it is somebody, uh, not to put over my other podcast that I'm doing, the Cruiserweight Classic Review, but TJP, um, Technical Lightning. Technical Lightning, stupid name. Versus Tom's favorite. Get one guess. I didn't think Country Air was wrestling at the time. Well, I mean, besides Country Air, it's Charlotte Country Air. Nice plug there, Will, by the way, but um, here I pay my, attention. Um, my my uh, my pose here might uh, give you some kind of some kind of clue on who uh, said favorite wrestler he's wrestling here. I mean, my gut reaction is just say your nipples are cold, so you just have to feed it to me, Tom. Mike Mondo. Oh shit, Mike Mondo, Eminem uh, himself. Yeah, uh, another great match. Um, you know, unfortunately this time he did not try to bite out anybody's eyeball, um, which I loved. I will watch that till the end of time. Um, great match and, uh, TJP ended up getting the win. Um, but hopefully they, uh, they keep these two going. Um, I need more Mike Mondo in my life. That's the bottom line. So, and then, uh, this is a non-title match, Will. But we get Jay Lethal uh, versus Roderick Strong for two out of three falls. 
Um, we did not get a Champa sighting. And it's not for the title. It's not for the title. Um, no, no, that sounds like to me, Tom. Sounds like bullshit to me. Well, I mean, technically, they're not on TV. So, I mean, it's tough. Well, to neither was Samoa Joe and uh, Finn Balor. But they weren't fighting for the TV title. No, it was the NXT title. Yeah. It wasn't even a yeah. pay-per-view. Still a fuck of a match, though. I was, at a, I was at a bar at a free concert instead of shucking out the shekels and going to Lowell with my friends. Next time. You know what? Scuzzy Eddie put on a great show. I wasn't upset. That's good. Did you say Scuzzy Eddie? Scuzzy Yeti. Oh, yeah. Scuzzy Yeti? That's even better. Shout out to Jedi Jack Yeti, somebody I don't know him personally, but I do love his designs. We're, um, we're, we're, I, I'd say we're we're slightly friends on Instagram. Yeah, he said a bunch been of vlogs for uh, my buddy Travis. So, been a, been a big fan of his for a while now. Yeah, um, maybe we'll do something for us. We'll have to figure something out. So we'll have to talk about that off air. Um, <clears throat> but this was a semi-unique two out of three falls match because um, Roderick Strong actually um, blindsides Jay Lethal and gets a roll up like in the first ten seconds where he's taking his shirt off for the first fall. That's smart. Yeah. You know, and I was kind of paying half-ass attention. Um, so I didn't realize it was a two out of three falls match. Like I said, I'm watching this and working. Um, kind so of in like, the same vein of, like, clocking somebody with a chair. and like beating the shit out of them with a chair. So you, you technically lose that first fall. But you have that advantage going into the, the rest of the match. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, fast. Dude, I mean. Dude's still fast. Yeah, I mean, Roddy's just – I aspire to have cardio about a tenth of a percent of Roddy Project Strong someday. So, um, but, yeah, but uh, after that, another classic Lethal and Roddy match, if I remember correctly. But uh, Jay Lethal uh, guts out the final two uh, falls. Uh, once again, Michael Elgin is not at ringside. Um, but, yeah, Martini kind of costs Roderick Strong the last fall. So we'll oh. see if there's uh if there's cracks in the house of truth. Yo, cracks and you know, sowing the seeds, spoons in the porridge. I'm telling you, Will, I'm throwing it out to the universe. I do want to get Truth Martini on here one of these days. So I know some people that know him. So oh, I remind you, I gotta shout out to, I gotta reach out to Silas too. Um all right, but uh next match. Will my boy, your great co-host. We got them boys versus wrestling's greatest tag team again for no rhyme or reason. But this isn't the Border Wars match. What they're saying is going to be the last match, maybe. No, this is just a match. I'm assuming it was a title match. Um, but the redeeming factor of this match, though, um, them boys get away with the win. Uh, Mark gets the froggy bowl. Uh, shout out to Mark's wife, glad she's okay in uh, the real time life, by the way, uh, for the pin. But it's due to interference from All Night Express. So they make turn them out fair play. Um, yeah, so they they do get uh, they do jump world's greatest tag team and they, and they want them boys. So we get a little bit of a showdown afterwards. So um, the match itself, I mean, we've seen it 6,000 times. I try not to be negative, but the end result and the storyline telling, I'm all in. So kudos. 
Um, so hopefully we get a long All-Night Express um, run here. So, And then the last match uh, for the Ring of, Ro- Ring of Honor World title. Um, actually, I don't know. I'm actually not sure if it was a title match or not. Uh, but we get David Richards versus Adam Cole. Um, if we remember previously, Adam Cole had gotten a pin on Davey Richards. He did. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly was not okay with said pin. No, he's very uh, unhappy about that. So I'm assuming, I'm not sure if this is a proving ground match or what, uh, but they do get a, a singles match together. Um, and, you know, great match. From, from what I saw, I mean, great match. I mean, you look at Adam Cole and you're like, this dude weighs 110 pounds, wet, soaking wet. But Duke could take a whooping. He takes a whooping in here. Uh, he gives as good as he gets. Uh, a couple close falls on David Richards. But at the end of the day, you know, David Richards gets the win. But uh, he raises Adam's cool hand in the end. David so, Richards is a man of honor. You know, so that's why he's the Ring of Honor champion. I think there might have been some chicanery after this match. I'm sorry, high fivers. Like I said, I did not take notes on this. Um, it was just kind of sprung on us. But, uh, you know, it was, I mean, it was a decent show, Will. I would definitely recommend if you get a chance. Um, and high fivers, obviously. You know, did you check out the, um, the show? It was fun. <clears throat> I mean, you got Elton Eric versus Kyle O'Reilly. Probably match of the night. Um, we're advancing, you know, the Michael Elgin storyline. We're advancing all at night, all night express versus Dem Boys. Um, Mike Mondo, TJ Pierre on our TV, you know, Adam Cole's on there. So um, I'm pretty sure there's some kind of beat down, I think, afterwards. Um, Probably. You know, so yeah, I would definitely check it out. So um, but yeah, next week. Um, yeah, and listen, if I had seen this, yeah, I would have been intrigued. I'm like, I'm like, all right, Ring of Honor, you got me. I'm down. I could, I can, you know, I could do this. So but this wouldn't have been on your TV. You would have had to go to Ring of Honor Wrestling.com. Right. Which, you know, I don't know if I would have paid for it, but if I had walked into a bar, I mean, this is March of 2012. Um, I'm home for the summer. Um, it's a good chance I could walk into a bar, but I don't think many bars in Milwaukee were playing Ring of Honor at the time. Probably not. But, uh, yeah, so that was out of that, Will. So, yeah, any thoughts on uh, on my review or any of the storylines going forward, anything you're looking forward to or anything you're fed up with? or Nope, just fed up with being sick, Tom. Hopefully this time next week we're both a little, a little more clear. Yeah, I hope so, too. I've got one more podcast this week, so. We'll see, but uh, we're, we're here for you guys. And uh, Will, I mean, I, I know you feel like a stack of dicks. Um, I can't thank you enough for, for gutting it out with me here. Um, I'm glad we have our Ring of Honor, our, our, our Honor Club back. And uh, Order War is going to be good. It better be. It might even be great. It might be. You know, it I should mean, be better I, than Showdown in the Sun. It should be. And I think they announced, they're starting to announce. Um, their quote-unquote SummerSlam event, which is best in the world, coming up in June. Uh, so we'll get some storylines going in there. So um, TV should be good and uh, order war. So, Will, is there, uh, is there anything else you want to shout out um, before trying to pull this train to station or any? Uh... I mean, we, we open on kind of a negative about one of our friends that does stuff with Fightful. But I want to shout out our friend Matt, who just started doing the – New Japan Overbooked podcast. Yeah. Um, with a with a British chap. I don't remember his name. I followed his 
his Twitter accounts and everything, but they did a great job uh, yeah. going over stuff coming out of Duntaku, heading into Best of the Super Juniors, kind of thoughts and hope for the G1s. Yeah, I'm about two thirds of the way. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, Matt's our homie. I mean, we we both know Matt in the real life, um, and I mean everything he does is great. I um, mean, he's one of the reasons we're we're friends. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a, a, a spot to talk about New Japan without the disrespect from some people. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> Kevin, uh, you know, Kevin at least tries. Yeah. And for someone who does not watch New Japan as much as he'd like, um, and someone who likes to talk about himself in the third person, <clears throat> it was a really good review. So I really kind of hope they keep doing it. So that way I'm kind of more aware of what's going on, you know, especially going into for- Forbidden Door and everything. So um, they actually, talk about Master Wado a lot. I've got to, I guess I've got to get on the Master Wado train. Speaking of which, uh, of New Japan, um, we're going to kind of pivot here. I know we're going to pull a train in the station, but. Uh, Forgot to mention this earlier. Do you hear the news about Mr. Kota Ibushi? Yeah, he might be on the outs with New Japan. How do they fuck that up? Dude I mean, is a fucking megastar. I don't want to speak out of turn, but I mean, part of it is you probably look at when I mean, you look at the workplace culture the States has. I would assume the workplace culture in Japan is worse. And when you're doing hour-long, stiff, strong-style matches, and you're like, hey, dog, I'm hurt. And they're like, yeah, but we really need you to come in on Friday. It's like, okay, I can't. I'm in traction right now, but y'all come in. It's like, oh, you separate your shoulder. We'll just tell the guy to drop you on the other shoulder. It'll be fine. I mean, it's it's tough because, I mean, you're dealing with, on our end, you know, we're just dealing with, translations we're dealing with what is actually out there yeah right now it's really just Kota Ibushi's side of things I mean if they lose Kota Ibushi that's a that's a big L big L I mean they had him in the Cruiserweight Classic and he yeah he's Cruiserweight Classic he's Tiger Mask he's Tiger Mask Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> any chances you think he goes to the E if he gets uh, no. let go from New Japan? I don't think so. I mean, lighter workload, money. I mean, it'd be a, I don't know if he could work that WWE style. <clears throat> I mean, he did kind of lighten up a little bit on the Cruiserweight Classic. He did, but I mean, that Cruiserweight Classic was also... How many years ago? Yeah, well, six years ago. So, <coughs> and obviously, you know, the first place you would think. I mean, obviously, be... they're the ones who would have the money to throw at him. If he didn't yeah. want to come to the States. Would he do a stint in AEW? Maybe if Kenny Omega wasn't out. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, we'll that, see. That Kenny Omega bit where he's at the Q&A and he's like, Brought to tears because people asked why didn't Kota come with you, and he said I couldn't ask Kota to come with me because he wanted to be New Japan World Champion. So like, and he can't do that if he comes with me. Kota yeah. Bushi's been the heavyweight champ. Yeah, I mean he could walk into AEW where he's 
kind of friends with everybody at the top. Yeah, I mean, or people point out maybe he just does other stuff in Japan. I mean, even if I mean they just had the New Japan versus Noah show. I mean, even if he just goes to Noah, it's like it's still a big L for New Japan to not have yeah no matter, in their programming. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line. So times will uh, will be interesting to see. So, but yeah, we'll uh, but yeah, definitely check out that uh, that overbooked show with Matt and I think it's a uh, Scion's guy's name. Sorry, I do apologize, gentlemen. I haven't met yet. Um, is it just on the YouTube gimmick? It's on the YouTube and it's under the Fightful subscription, yeah. Banner. It was called like New Japan Pro Wrestling Overbooked or something like that. They did say they're going to come up with Fightful Overbooked, yeah. Fightful Overbooked New Japan Pro Wrestling. The debut episode featuring Matt from the Shining Wizards and Sharon. Sharon, Sharon, is that how? I think it's, think it's, I think it's Sharon. So there's Sharon uh, at C I A R A N Puro P U R O, or there's Sharon R H ninety three is his backup. Yep. So follow them, follow Matt Bowman, follow the Shining Wizards account. Yeah, I mean, listen to Shining Wizards. Um, shameless plug Shining for uh, Mendo Wizards. <laughs> Uh, shameless plug here, but uh, your boy Hi-Fi Tom is actually recording with uh, the infamous KGG tomorrow. So if you nice. want to know anything more about uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Joseph Carifo, um, that's not Shining Wizards or wrestling related. And, uh, you know, we can figure out why maybe uh, Kevin can shine some light on why, uh, why lights are going to be in the hands. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be <laughs> in my sick ass hands. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, um, Will, my friend, uh, I know we both feel like a stack of dicks. Uh, anything else? Got any more tangents for us? No, I'm I'm ready to go back to bed, Tom. So, yeah. gotta gotta work tomorrow. Gotta work yeah, that shoot job. You know, because I'm a yeah, I, I understand the shoot job. I'm with you. So, all right, Will, my friend, dude, thank you so much. And high fivers, we will talk to everybody next week because Will and I are podcasting like we're running out of time.